0: Hello, my name is Cynthia and welcome to the latest episode of Getting It Your- Together, a podcast where we discuss what it's like to get it all the way together, or at least attempt to one day at a time. Hi everyone, this is Cynthia and welcome to the latest episode Today's episode is going to be on some key things that you may encounter or experience during your first year of recovery. This doesn't mean that you won't experience them outside of your first year. But the things that I'm going to go through on this show are just some of the things that I've experienced. And when I've talked to other people that have had more than one year of recovery under their belt, certain things that they also seem to go through. And I'm gonna break it out into like good and bad, but it depends on how you look at it. What I see is good, you may see as eh, and what I see as bad, you're like, it's not too that's not crazy. So, either way, it's a learning experience across the board. And I just wanted to talk about that just because if you are in early recovery, or you're thinking about being in recovery or going into recovery, just some things to keep in mind. And like I always say, it's not one size fits all. So some things you may encounter, some things you may not. Or there may be other things that you encounter that I don't bring into this list. So um, just keep that in mind as we go through things. One good thing that I felt was that I went through a period of really understanding myself more. And I as someone who's in their 30s, and I've talked about this before, that you're made to feel like you have to have everything together, you have to have your shit together. When I got sober last year, I realized that I just didn't really know who I was as a person. I didn't know what I stood for, I didn't know what I wanted, I didn't know what I valued, I didn't know, you know what I expected of myself, I didn't know what I expected from other people. I was just a blank slate in a way. Um, and then when I got sober, that blank slate, started to get filled up with things. So I figured out what my values were. I figured out what was important to me. I explored new things that I didn't think that it was possible for me to explore just from my age or just because I felt like I shouldn't do it. And I talked about a lot of that like a lot of the things like for example this podcast, you know, my sensual dancing and being connected to myself in a way and I wasn't like, you know, a size two and just figuring it out as I go and just being really dialed into myself and doing it for me and not for other people to necessarily see me. My writing changed. I was more focused and really to say like, you know, what type of things matter to me when it comes to just personality, like how I'm into honor, I'm into integrity. You know i never thought that those things mattered to me and i really started to define those during my first year of recovery so those are some things that you will probably come across or you'll just be the idea of you will change and shift and that's totally fine and then another thing that kind of goes along with just find, finding yourself or finding out more about yourself is having a clear head i don't know about you my friends but when i was drinking my ice existed in like a fog most of the time whether it was through drinking, whether it was through shaking off a hangover, whether it was thinking about drinking, I just kind of had like this blanket and like a mental blanket over myself. Like things didn't really always add up. I didn't really, I couldn't really see the forest for the trees. I know that's a weird analogy, but I really couldn't. I just thought I could, I was just in this box and I, you guys know how I feel about boxes, but. I just felt like I was there and I couldn't see anything outside of that. And I didn't, but the thing is like, I wasn't allowing myself to dream big or think outside of anything because I was just right here. And when I got sober, um, it was nice and refreshing just to wake up and be able to see not just my day, but like how I expected like my week to go, how I, and just be very clear and pristine and just be able to like itemize things out, structure it out if I had to, or just play and explore if that's what us, that, If that's what i wanted to do and use that as like a blueprint or foundation for the person that i was becoming and i wasn't just mugged down and muddied because of the booze or the hangovers that accompanied the booze and another thing that i actually started doing too is i started to build relationships outside of drinking which was new because you know the older you get i think it's they say it's harder for you to make new friends i don't know how i feel about that Because I'm I'm a pretty introverted chick. But one thing in my recovery, I kept a a good bit of my friends that were sober or not sober. Some some of my friends are sober, some of my friends aren't. So I kept the ones that were really supportive in my being sober, which is important. Um, And it's important for you, definitely in your recovery. But I also found other relationships that they were either sober or not, but they were open and they were secure in themselves enough to be there for me. And I also started making friends that we didn't have to necessarily go to the bar or go to a restaurant for a happy hour. And we could kind of just enjoy and be around each other outside of drinking and still have experiences. So that was nice because I think we're conditioned to just think that we have to be at the bar. We have to be at the happy hour. We have to be at this new restaurant and have some wine or whatever. And so it was different um, and it was new and having conversations and getting to meet someone without the tint of alcohol coming through. Totally a new ball game. Kind of awkward at times, but you know I'm awkward. So I just embrace it and kind of go with it. So that was something that happened a lot, cultivating those types of relationships. And then, of course, new hobbies. I talk, touched about this when I talked about understanding yourself more. I think through understanding myself more, new hobbies came to the forefront and um, ones that I was into prior to like my writing changed and the types of things that I wrote about changed. And I wrote like a piece about being, so like when I realized I had to get sober and a lot of my writing and my hobbies became very cathartic, very honest, very vulnerable, very raw, which was new for me. My photography changed. I did a lot of self portraits and stuff last year, but I I dialed into the people there, found a photographer, mentor slash friend on IG through that. And she's really helped me a lot. And she's a big advocate for my work and Black lives and protests. She's awesome. But it's like things like that. I wouldn't have let myself be vulnerable in that way if I was drinking because I was really hiding from the world, hiding from myself really. So that's something that shocked me was the fact that I was going to do something that's more vulnerable because I I was always very self-conscious about what I look like and how my body was seen because I was often very like um, I was sexualized and stuff like that. And I was just very like, no, you can't see me. You can't look at me type of thing. Last year I was like, fuck it, this is about me and what I wanna do and figuring this part of me out and celebrating myself and not being perfect. That's another thing too, is really just dialing into those types of things, which was really fun and just putting it out there. And so those are some of the things that I went through. It was kind of like a renaissance of Cynthia last year and into this year, um, because I'm still riding the wave. I don't think your first year is a lot because it's just so intense and everything's so new. Going into your second and third and fourth and fifth and all that, you'll still carry a lot of these things through, but there will still be an element of change. And I think being more self-aware, that will help you be able to navigate those shifts and not just be like, no, it comes with time. You all won't always be perfect, but um, I think it's worthwhile personally. And then on the bad side, and I don't really want to say that's bad, but just some things to be aware of. is like your first year, you're going to have a lot of emotional ups and downs and you're not going to be able to navigate all of them or any of them, depending on how you're wired. Like for me personally, when I got my feelings back, when I fell out this pink cloud of sobriety, which I didn't really believe in when I first started thinking about getting sober. But I believe in it now because I thought life was amazing, great and you couldn't tell me otherwise. And then when you come crashing down because real life is life, they're good and the bad. The emotional ups and downs like really threw me for a whirlwind because I was not in tune with my emotions at all. Couldn't name them, couldn't accept them, didn't wanna talk about them. I was just like, let's bury them down because I have to get through this day. I have to get through this moment. I don't have time to sit here and figure out what I'm really feeling. It's mostly like that survivor mentality that you just have to get through and push through, and I'm used to just being in that mode instead of just really taking the time to assess and be like, why is this happening? What is this really tied to? Is it really about this or is it really about that? Like I was like, nah, I'm not doing that shit. I had a lot of emotional ups and downs with my family, with my friends. I had like this crush who was like my friend, but in and out of my life and dealing with his shit. And yeah, just dealing with my own stuff of being in recovery and just being like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I like to feel like I know what I'm doing in most of my life, but I don't know what I'm doing. So there was a lot of that to navigate. I would say if you're going through that, just accept it. Just know that that's gonna happen and the time will pass, as much as as cliche as it sounds, the time will pass. Life is very cyclical in that way. You'll be able, but then once you go through it, you'll be able to like, okay, if something similar like this happens, or even if it deviates a little bit, I'll be able to at least pull, I have a frame of reference, I'll be stronger. So look at it like that. It was a special time, friends, during my first year when it comes to emotional ups and downs. I didn't know if I was happy, sad, angry. Did I wanna punch you? Did I wanna hug you? Both maybe, I don't know. And then there was also that FOMO, the fear of missing out. I talked about this on some of my other shows and just really wanting to hang. And because I feel like when you first get sober, you think like, oh, I'm just going to stop drinking. I can still have my regular life. And um, that's what I thought for a while, that I would just stop drinking, but I would still have my regular life, be able to hang out with those same people, have my old haunts. I wasn't able to do that. Like I was really terrified when I first got sober last year. I was terrified of going anywhere near alcohol for like the first. Couple months. You know, I try and then I would be like, I can't be here. Like, I was too hyper focused on it. I could smell it and it was just like, I couldn't be around it. There's an element of me just missing being able to do the old, what I used to do because we're kind of creatures of habit for the most part. And you want to just keep going and doing what in your mind you think of as fun. When you realize that that doesn't help you, it just kind of keeps you stuck in familiar patterns, which probably aren't healthy for you, which is why you stopped drinking or whatever your vice happens to be, it's it's a shock to the system. And you've missed that and you mourn that. And I think that was something I wasn't expecting to mourn it. I was giving an interview, but then but this is also something my therapist told me that I had to mourn alcohol because it was like my best friend. And I was like, really? How do you grieve something that's not real? In a sense, I have come to understand what she was trying to say and that I had to let it go. I had to realize that it can't be the same. I'm not like everyone else or most people can't have it play the same role in my life without it being very destructive. So with that, I had to really embrace the FOMO and just say like, I can't do it. The loneliness was kind of crippling at times. Like I was really, I had a lot of times of last year feeling alone and isolated. But at the same time I wanted to be isolated because I wanted to sit with myself. It was a really weird feeling, but I'm glad that I did and i came out on the other side i realized that a lot of just things just won't don't fit me anymore or my life now i can go out and i can go to like my haunt well now i can't really do much of anything because things are still kind of wonky with the wave second wave in new york right now but i could go you know every once in a while like and when i say once in a while it's like maybe once every 2 or 3 months and i would go and i'll talk to people that i used to hang out with catch up and then i'll like peace out after like 2 or 3 hours you know So the priority and how it fits in my life is different. But in order for me to be okay with how it's different, I had to kind of sit in it and just be uncomfortable and figure myself out. Another thing was that I was really struggling to find balance. Alcohol consumed so much of my life. So I was like, well, what do I do now? type of thing. I feel like just as like an addict's mind, you're still trying to seek out new ways to get high or get that high or get everything pumping up at that level. So there was a lot of me going to the gym, which is actually a really positive thing. So I did that a lot, but then there's, you have to have balance there too. Something like that is good for your body, but then you can't push your body too hard because then it can be bad. So it's just like, you have to find that balance. You have to have those scales. I struggled doing that because I'm a very all-or-nothing type person. I was very all-or-nothing with drinking and usually it was all because I was never really like off when it came to my drinking, trying to find that balance. So if I didn't go to the gym that day, I didn't beat myself up for hours on end or I couldn't sleep and had to get up at like two in the morning to work, work out in order to feel better. Like I had to learn to reprogram myself to calm the hell down and be like, you know what, you commit to this. And if you don't commit, if it doesn't come in as close, you do your best. You have to hold yourself accountable, but also have balance to not tip over into being very obsessive. So it was a dance and I was great at it in certain aspects. And then I wasn't. My work kind of picked up more like I was more of a workaholic. So I had to kind of dial that back. And I still have issues with that because usually if I'm struggling with something in my life, I overcompensate by work, or I feel like I have to be I have to work really hard because I have to like show up in a certain way because I'm a black woman in corporate. You know, there's a lot of things that I just have to work through. A lot of that came to a head during my first year of recovery because everything was brand new. And I was just figuring out the world and everything around me really clearly for the first time. I just had to be very cautious about what i was doing and whether what i was doing was me running from something or was it something that i really wanted to do and if it was something i really wanted to do how do i balance that or keep that balance or be okay if i don't perform in a certain way i had to learn not to put so much pressure on myself and i still have my moments you know i'm a work in progress but i really started to notice those types of things during my first year of recovery so yeah i mean first year recovery It goes by so slow and yet so fast and you will grow so much. I don't think I have grown in such a short period of time, like within a year, so fast as in my first year of recovery. The person I was two years ago compared to the person that I am now is night and day. I'm looking forward to continuing to grow and to meet people and define myself and work and seek out things that will serve me and my purpose and work to lessen the things that don't. I like to say this stuff is is individual. Certain things will matter to you more. I think it's just being okay with that process, being okay with you're going to be figuring yourself out, being okay with the fact that you're going to stumble, trip and fall, but you just pick yourself up again. Don't put that pressure on yourself and don't have other people put their pressure on you boundaries are a thing. I know I talk about this all the time, but boundaries are legit and they're great. And this is coming from someone who didn't have boundaries until last year. So quickly to recap some good things, you'll understand yourself more. You'll have a clear head. You'll build relationships outside of your, of using, and then you'll also pick up new hobbies. You know, those are some potential things that may happen during your first year. And then bad, maybe if that's how you look at it, you'll have to navigate emotional ups and downs which is can be tricky for anyone, really. You may encounter FOMO or hanging out with friends or um, old familiar haunts may not fit you anymore. Learning to accept that and figure out what does work for you. There's the struggling to find balance and being just mindful of the ways that if you're picking up a new activity, really excited about a new activity, is it because you're really into that activity or are you compensating in a way overcompensating or, or trying your best to kind of get that high or experience that high and like become obsessive about that. So it's just like a balance of just checking in with yourself, being honest with yourself, you know, being very self-aware and enjoy your experience. I would say write stuff down, video log, get on IG, do all these types of things to kind of document. And I think that's cool. So I encourage you to do the same if that's something you're into whether it's a podcast, whether it's IG, whether it's your diary, whether it's a blog whatever you would like to do, but just do what works for you. That's what is important. Yeah. So that's it, my friends. If there is anything else, please always sound out in the comments, email me. Also share this out. If you feel like you have someone in your circle that would benefit, I'm always open to having new friends. Um, Until next time, take care. Have a great one. Bye.